リンクスタート先輩先輩 She's a light guy, all these lollies call me Rubbing on her thighs, she stay wet for her Shawty so kawaii and would die for her Ride and watch hentai all the time with And welcome into another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. <laughs> Fans, calm yourself as I am riveting back from a weekend off here with the full force and sensation of not only powering up, of not only going Super Saiyan 75, Goku Black, and putting all the power ups I possibly can, Luffy Gum Gum 75,000 hit in the face. We are here to do something nobody else has ever done. Done before. Pillaging forward through the great world of anime, pushing forward through the gaming empire and animation as a whole, constantly building a foundation for all of us to come together to unite to enjoy the fabrication of the greatness of creativity, imagination, the zestfulness, the youthful love that is inside all of us, and to continue moving forward to a brighter new day. I'm your host, Anime Senpai, and it is a great honor to sit down and to talk anime with you my way. <laughs> so, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope life has been nothing but abundant and fun in every attribute of your life. So, take all of my love, my positivity, and all of my greatness because no matter what force may fight you in life, you can always overcome it. No matter what force may push you, no matter what anybody may tell you, you always remember you are who you are. You know your worth and value, and you know exactly what you need to accomplish. In this life, never let anybody take it away from you or stop you from going to your destination because those who do not dream think it is crazy for someone to have dreams. Those who enjoy walking will always walk further than those who just want to get to their destination. And those who are determined to never give up on the things they truly love in life will always accomplish everything and more. Because remember, it seems crazy to tell the truth in a world full of lies. <laughs> So thank you guys for joining me today. And a lot has been happening on my side. I mean, an abundant amount of things have been happening. And it's kind of crazy because for myself, I know a lot of people have been wondering, Senpai, what's new? What have you been doing? Where has life been taking you? Well, the cool thing is, is I've been doing a lot of new things that we have to talk about. So if you guys joined me for last week's podcast, which was two weeks ago now, depending if you're now here live or whenever you're listening to this, we did an entire fall season preview for the upcoming 2023 season. And the coolest thing is we're literally almost there. Like shows are literally about to start here any day now. Some might have actually already started. But the cool thing is we're getting very close to where we're supposed to move forward with the new season. And I gave you guys a complete organic breakdown. We went through every single different show that caught my attention from the cover art perspective, from movies to OVAs to continuations to brand new anime series. And the thing that I'm going to say here again so everybody remembers when I say it, Fearin. Freerin, Freerin, whatever it's called, F-R-I-E-R-E-N, Freerin, Freerin, is going to be one of the best new animes in this upcoming season. Freerin and also Apothecary Diaries. Those two shows, we watched it here live on Twitch. We went and watched the trailer intro to both of these series. I'm in love with both of them. I'm in love. 
Apothecary looks like one of the most beautifully designed stories that's based on some kind of maybe royalty, somebody being thrown into like the role of a princess becoming a queen, but she doesn't like the hypocrisy and the tyranny that's going on around her in a cool, like almost medieval sultan kind of setting. Then also with Freerin, what happens after you've completed the mission of defeating the Demon Lord, which seems to be the redundant setting that is in every freaking anime show we watch today. What happens though when the main character is an elf? And the character is going to outlive everybody in her party, especially those that she's very close to. The mortality aspect of life, the thing that so many shows don't heighten or actually cadence their entire plotline on, this is going to be an absolute banger. Mark my words, these two shows that are brand new series starting are going to be bangers. I had to touch on them again. Because I'm extremely excited. I've watched the trailers five freaking times, it feels like now. As well as Goblin Slayer Season 2. Go do yourself a favor. Go watch Episode 1 of Goblin Slayer again. And you'll realize why it's peak. Okay? <laughs> and you'll also be very disturbed. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. So thank you guys for joining me. A little bit of an info for you guys of something that I decided tonight because Twitch was giving me a heartache of freaking going live for some reason. I blame Chipper for recording at his house. Last weekend... I was in the beautiful place of Palm Springs. It was really hot still. Like I'm talking like a hundred and something degrees, but I was in Palm Springs. I brought my traveling mobile set of equipment and my laptop thinking that I was going to be able to go live for all of you guys and do the podcast recording there for the Patreon podcast. But like life says, we have other plans for you, senpai. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to live stream it. So we did the next best thing, which was recorded in the Discord on stage for everybody. And what was so cool about it is I took somebody who's not even an anime fan, who has barely watched five animes in his life, and I showed him the show Odd Taxi. And we were able to talk about the entire show, break down the plot line, the ending, the entire story that's based on furries, but there's really no animals at all. Spoiler alert. It was such a fun time. So that's why I wasn't live last weekend. That's also why I missed the podcast because I stayed out there a little bit longer since everything happened. But I think as, you know, time goes on, you got to be present in the moment. So I enjoyed it, had some time off, and now we're here to have some more fun to move forward. So a couple quick things also we have to touch on before we get into Rate Those Husbandos tonight. I don't know if you guys saw this. I'm sure you did. One Piece live adaptation has officially broken the curse of live adaptations. Round of applause for One Piece. I never thought I would say that. Round of applause for One Piece as a whole. They literally did something nobody thought was possible. I thought so though. I literally went on Cadence here and said multiple times, this is going to be it. This is going to be the one to do it. This is finally going to be the place that changes the catastrophic event of live adaptations for the future of anime forever and ever and ever. And it happened. You know why I say that? One Piece is officially confirmed for the second season for the live adaptation on Netflix. Welcome in. I appreciate you for the follow. Come over to the Twitch family, everybody on TikTok. Come on in. The water's warm. This is it. We are here. And we are not going to fight and back down. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the next step. Everybody just got the green light because of Netflix. We are going to get so many more live adaptations. Are you ready? Are you ecstatic for what's coming? I am yoked. I'm so jazzed. I get goosebumps. Look at the goosebumps. They're real. It's happening. We are going to the place I've dreamed about, where anime is now openly accepted in the Western country. 
I walk around yatted up with anime tattoos. I'm yatted and everybody loves them. I literally have had people who have never watched anime in the gym working out. I'm like, oh yeah, two more sets, oh, three more. They come up to me, they're like, dude, those are some dope, actually, like, those are really cool tattoos. Are those anime? Conversation starter, right there. We're there, baby. Shout out to One Piece. I'm excited that people gave it a chance. I'm excited that so many people that don't even like anime jumped on to the actual trending number one show that was on Netflix for a couple weeks. It was rated like number one for three weeks straight or whatever it was in TV series. It's here, baby. I'm excited. Just had to give it respect and to let you guys know that it is confirmed already. They're going to spend millions of dollars on this, but it's there's going to be a second season. So be excited for that. And I love the pacing of it, by the way. Keep it going. Make the story go quicker. I don't have time to waste. Also, shout outs to, again to my tattoo artist. I have to shout him out. Lijah Va'atete. Everybody who's in here, I need you guys to do me a favor. Go to TikTok and follow his account. It costs you nothing. It literally is free to do. It takes 10 seconds probably out of your day. Go to search for people. Type in L-A-V dot I-S-H Lav-ish Inc. L-A-V dot I-S-H I-N-K. Lav dot ish Inc. Follow him on TikTok because I'm trying to use the fandom I've built from all of you guys and the family that we've accrued together to help him get to a thousand followers on TikTok so he can live stream his tattoo sessions. I wanna see this kid thrive. He's doing such a great job on my Violet piece. I'll show you guys again. This kid deserves the world. I'm somebody who prides himself on not only building a brand off of doing what I love, but I wanna see other people thrive. And most of the time, what's the big thing that stops so many people from getting the accolades they deserve? It's just being seen. Most of the time, you could be the greatest piano player in the world, but if nobody knows it, are you? Does a tree make a sound when it falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it? It's a legitimate question. So do me a favor, shout outs to Lavish Inc. again, Lijah Va'atete. He's out here in California. His shop's at Vatican over in Irvine. Beautiful shop, beautiful people, beautiful artwork. So go give him some love for me and tell him Senpai sent you. Now, now that we've caught up, we're all caught up on why Senpai has been gone. We're all caught up on why I couldn't go live last weekend. We shouted out One Piece. We're very excited for the world of anime. Welcome in. I appreciate you. Thank you so much on the Twitch side. Thank you for being here. Twitch family, give them some love. We're here tonight to do something important because I had this random thought a couple weeks ago. And a couple weeks ago, I was sitting here and I was like, you know what? Since the Twitch family has been growing so well, since we hit affiliate, everybody's been having so much fun. We're very engaged and we're having a good time. I came up with something fascinating. And I said, why don't I do a tier ranking? And in this tier ranking, why don't I go through all of the top waifus in the world and rate them? Extremely biased, of course. I mean, I'm biased. Why wouldn't I be? But I did my best to be very critical and I was analytical and I told you exactly why each of these characters fell into their exact spot. 2D character supremacy, but they all have a certain position in life. You know what I'm saying? So I decided to keep doing that and I decided to elevate it to the next part because we can't just shout out all the single ladies, all the single 2D ladies. We got to shout out the young husbandos as well, the young men out there. And I thought to myself, why not put a comprised list again that I've ranked, as you can see above me on TikTok, or I'm going to switch over right now on the Twitch side so nobody has to worry. Let me switch it over. Here we go on Twitch. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. What if I told you guys that right here, right now, as you can see above me on TikTok, and also you can see all around me now here on Twitch side, 
I have comprised a list of some of the greatest male characters of all time. And I know there's a lot of people here saying, where's Goku? Where's Naruto? Where's uh, Luffy? Where are these other, I where's the people from Bleach? Why did you only select these few characters? Well, it's simple because I wanted to. <laughs> and this isn't the only one I'm going to do. Just know, just like we did with the waifus list, you can listen to that old podcast. I'm going to upload the video on YouTube if you want to watch it again. You guys are going to be able to see me rake all of these, extremely biased, and we'll do more as we move forward. So don't be upset. Don't be discouraged. We're going to have some fun. So now, ladies and gentlemen, let us start with an example of uh, kind of explaining to you how I formulated this list and why this list is so important. So... <clears throat> At the top, you can see, we have God Tier. This is literally God amongst men. They are mere swines in the comparison of these godly figures that look like Aphrodite. No, Aphrodite's not. Zeus! <laughs> and Thor! <laughs> these men are literally zaddy supreme. They are so zaddylicious, they will literally melt your core and turn you into the most iconic person you could ever envision by simply being the 2D dimensional character we all need and love. And keep in mind, this is different from doing the top ranking anime male characters and husbandos. Because remember, what is a husband? A partner? Somebody for life? A ride or die? Well, remember, these characters I'm going to rate also have to fall on those criterias as well. Are they a ride or die? Are they somebody that shows the ability to be a true partner? Do they stand out above the rest? Are they pivotal in their storylines? Are they somebody that has a character factor of either progressing the storyline, developing the main character, saving people around them, self-sacrificing when they need to? Are these characters gods among men? We'll find out. There's also A for amazing. <laughs> there's also B for better. There's C for commoners. And then there's E for and yourself, <laughs> which basically means do not love them anymore. They're done. There's no reason for them to even be around here. They should end the lineage of this character's design and they should never copy it or even put it in any other anime season because they have done enough. They're done. Would you like some examples before we get forward? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I will start by showing you what a God tier character looks like. Are you ready? Okay, let's start with Kirito from Sword Art Online. Oh, we're starting with some fire already, Poppy. Yes, we are. Kirito from Sword Art Online. Would you like to know why he is an S tier character? The husbandos of all husbands out there. I'll tell you why. This character... Literally analysization, okay? I'm sure some people saw the clip. It's been going viral on TikTok a little bit. This man, in analysization, was sacrificing himself for how many years? A hundred? Two hundred? Three hundred? This man sacrificed himself to save everybody he loved, to be stuck in here, to make sure everyone was able to live their lives again and not be trapped in this area that he was forced into. Kirito is goaded. I don't care what anybody says about SAO, the show itself is completely different from the derivative of ranking an individual character. Sure, the plotline has an effect on it. Sure, we can be analytical and controversial if we want to and talk about the things happen. Kirito is a ride or die. This man not only single-handedly stopped the progression of when everybody was trapped in Aincrad. 
Do you guys remember the first season of SAO, by the way, which is still one of the greatest first seasoned halves, you could argue, of like most of anime isekai career? This young man was trapped inside because of Akihiko Kaiba. This man literally locked them into a death game. And guess what Kirito was doing? He was about to beeline to the places he needed to capitalize off of to survive, to get his gear, his loot, his XP, etc. And what happened? Uh, he met Klein. And when he met Klein, he could have said, I'm out, right? He could have. He didn't. You know what he did? Stayed. Helped Klein. Showed him how to play. Sure, when he was doing that, they didn't know they were locked in a death game yet, but he still spent time on somebody when he didn't have to. That showed character. The progression of the story when he joined the, what was it, the black cat group or whatever it was, everything Kirito has done from start to finish of SAO is not only immaculate of what I look for in a character, the progression of their viewpoint on others, the self-sacrificing factor of the love he has for all those around him, and the fact he never fit in the real world and finally found a place to call his own. I'm sorry to tell you guys this. You need to put your bias to the side of what you think about Sword Art Online and realize the factor. Kirito is one of the dopest male characters I've seen in anime. To this date. And that's why I still think he deserves to be the first set standard of a character I look for as a god tier ranking. Now, let's also show you at end yourself. How about that? Why don't we start with everybody's favorite, Shout Tucker. And no, not Tucker from uh, <laughs> Rush Hour. I'm talking about Shout Tucker. And if you're not privy to Shout Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, let me give you a little synopsis. And if you know why this man is in end yourself, you'll exactly know why this guy is a new level of just demented. This man literally sees everything in life, all life forms, everything around us. He sees life as a science project. He sees life as things to be used in any way possible, almost like somebody I could bring up from Made in Abyss, but I will wait on him till the next time we do this ranking system. He thinks that no matter what you are, maybe his dog, maybe his daughter, no matter what you are, I will use you to benefit myself. I will progress my ability and everything that I do within my scientific studies to do what is needed to make sure I please the people up top that call the shots, that basically give me my badge and allow me to do what I do for science. Shao Tucker, okay, get close there. Shao Tucker is the rotting soil of corrosion the deep-darted, rooted issues within all of mankind, the heart of heart and deception, and just the vulgarity that sits within all of us. This character did some dastardly things. Things that I will not recite. Things that I will leave for you to see when you watch the series. Shao Tucker and Yosef, okay? That's disgusting. It's honestly one of the hardest parts to watch, and why till this day, I still have Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, as the greatest anime I've ever seen. Argue it all you want. We can sit here and debate. We can have the conversation. I love that. Analytically wise, from start to finish, I've said this before plenty of times, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is still the greatest anime I've seen. This character played a role in it. That switch up of what happened that you weren't expecting, Edward, Edward, I'm here, Edward. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. So now that you have an understanding of the qualities that I look for in characters, the type of development that they play within either their role of a show or the progression of a storyline or even their own definitive aspects of personality and traits of attribute, these are characters to give you a little idea. So now let's have some fun and waste no time 
and go down the list. So, everybody who's here again, welcome in. We are live on Twitch, we are live on TikTok, and we are about to go through the entire list that I've put in front of you guys of some of the greatest anime men, two-dimensional characters of all time. And if you're on the TikTok side, come over to Twitch, Twitch a better camera. I'm sorry, I couldn't upgrade it on TikTok yet, but we're gonna have some fun. So ladies and gentlemen, let's not waste any time and let's do this. Let's start with one of the new hottest shows that has been in everybody's forefront and focus. Let's start with Chainsaw Man. And there's two men from Chainsaw Man I had to grab right out of the gate. I'm sure we'll come back and grab more as we move forward, but I have to start with Aki. Aki from Chainsaw Man. Now, not only is this individual have a very sensational hairstyle. Not only is this individual very elusive, you're very kind of confused as to why he's such a hard ass. Why is he so tough on Denji? Why is he the way he is with power and everything like that? Who is this guy? You start to get his backstory. You start to see what's going on with him and his family. You start to understand why he has such a passion to find this gun demon, whatever they might call him, whatever he might be, the purpose of what's going on. This man is amazing. He's an A-class character, and I'll tell you why. When you see his backstory, and it's not a lot, we've only had one season of Chainsaw Man, and everybody who's in here, I never read literature to current anime series that are still continuing because I love the organicness I get when I watch the shows in front of me. I'm a weekly watcher, baby. Anytime a new show comes out that I like or a show that I know is going to continue, just like, can you imagine watching Attack on Titan for 13 years and still not knowing the ending? Can you imagine? That's me. I don't know how it's going to end, and I don't want to know. I want to see it happen. I've done pretty good at not spoiling it. Don't you dare spoil it. <laughs> I think this man, Aki, he has such an incredible journey in my perspective because not only is he somebody that has built a connection with one of his, his mentors, his elders, somebody who trained him, but you can see the passion he has for people around him, even though he doesn't openly show it. Because what do a lot of people suffer from in our life? A lot of them have the emotional instability and also are very incapable of articulating the way they feel. A lot of people are not adequate enough of expressing their emotions, expressing their feelings, telling you exactly how they feel a certain way, why they feel a certain way, et cetera, et cetera. Aki shows it in subtleties. Aki is also an individual that I personally found myself really enjoying because his attribute of growth and how he had the connections with a character that I don't want to say what happens to her, but I, I, Captain and her pirate eye, this is an incredible bond that is formed just because he is trying to chase after something that destroyed his family. And he's determined he will sacrifice his life for the revenge he's always wanted. And trust me, I'm somebody who has always said an eye for an eye is not adequate. Everybody's going to end up blind if we're constantly wanting revenge. Just be the bigger man, walk away. What happens to Aki, I don't hate him for what he does. I don't hate him for the bloodlust he has inside. And I also respect the crap out of this man for every single attribute of action he takes just within the first season alone. And what happens at the end of the first season? Yo, let's just say again, I'm a ride or die with this guy. I love this kid. I'm such a fan of his. I love everything about him, his character design, his sword style, his fighting sense, everything he can do with his actual helpers and stuff, etc. This is a great character. And again, I'll articulate it. He is somebody that I know if I had to go into a fight or I had to go into something where I'm going to need my boys with me, you can depend on this man. Absolutely loved him. Great character. Now, this one might get a little hot, okay? This might get weird really early, but we're going to continue with Denji from Chainsaw Man. B. I know I almost dropped him in common. I know. Hold on. 
Denji is a B-class person, and let me tell you why before we move forward. Now, understand with Denji, he is somebody that is still super young. He is somebody that was thrown into the fire so quickly, he was literally born on five steps backwards. He was born into a family where his father literally set him up for failure. Do you know that most families should set you up for success? Like, I truly believe to have a family, to have friends and etc. it takes a lot. It's a big responsibility, especially bringing next life into this world that we're living in. Denji was set up terribly. And you know what's crazy about him? He still had a positive attribute. Even when he found his little dog, Chainsaw, Biggie, uh, Piggy Demon, he still had a good life. He still moved forward. He still loved everything. And the craziest thing about him is, I will defend him in this too, there were so many people trying to call him a pervert. And I was confused because apparently I watched a different show. Denji was somebody who does what most 17, 16-year-old kids do. Like, do we not remember what it was like when we were that age? Like, I know what it was. I was the same as him. I was like, boobies. <laughs> you know, like, it's true. It's just how it is. So I'll defend him from the attributes of him just being a kid, trying to experience things that he never got a chance to. He never had a freaking childhood if you watch this character. But as a husbando, as somebody I would look for as a partner, or as somebody that I think is like daddy upon zaddiness... He's not there. He's too young. He still has a lot to grow. He's still very, very rambunctious. He's still very quirky. And he's still like, you know, he has that innocence about him. He needs a mentor is what he needs. If I had a tier listing of characters who needed to be mentored, he'd be S tier. Like, honestly, he would be at the top of the chart. But again, as it's being the top husbando list of all time and rating those husbandos, he's a solid B. He could be anywhere between a C and a B. I'm sure he'll progress. But he's not there yet. So let us continue. Everybody who's listening to the podcast, I thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of the brand. If you guys are listening to this and would like to be a part of the live broadcasting that I do in these live podcast recordings, all you have to do is join me on Twitch or TikTok. I go live on both of them. Shout out to everybody on Twitch. Shout out to everybody on TikTok. I love you guys. Thank you so much for following. Let's continue with this list. Let's now go to a character so many people have said some weird things about, and also I think overlook in the great list of tiers of 2D male characters, Edward Elric. Now, Edward, <laughs> talking about like Shout Tucker, I think Edward is a very interesting character because we all know the story of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And if you don't, I will tell you and not feel bad about it. He's God tier, by the way. This character was single-handedly responsible for not only everything that happens to him and his brother, but the entire world and development and him finding the secret. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the gift. He is single-handedly responsible for everything that happens in the story, which personally an MC should be, right? The fact of the matter is with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, when you see this character develop into who he is, the ambition and the remorse and the utter just tear-wrenching gut he holds inside of himself for feeling like he stole his brother's body away from him and everything that happens with him trying to bring their mother back from the the blood set you can't do it you can't it's equivalent exchange people to give you got to receive this kid literally not only expands outside of his realm of capacity he single-handedly challenges a god what and when he stands at the end of everything and is face to face with the truth, he finally realizes everything he needed in life he already have. And to give up his ability and power for the brother he's always had and yearned for and feels still responsible because he kind of is for everything that happens, his little bro, that is such an iconic decision. 
Do you guys really know how hard it would be for you to sacrifice everything for somebody else? Could you give up everything you possibly know in your entire freaking life for somebody else? Could you? Sure, it sounds easy to say, but when push comes to shove, are you making that choice? Probably not. This kid, Edward, I respect the hell out of this kid. This is a man in my perspective in a younger form body. Like this kid is unbelievable what he does. The progression of him with Winry, the subtle type of love and compassion he has from her and a tougher attribute that they have such a subtle love story. It's not even prevalent within anything. And guess what happens because of it? Guess what happens? He ends up saving everybody. Like what? I have so much respect for this show. It honestly baffles me that somebody would tell me they didn't even like it. What? It is literally the perfect shonen. It is the only shonen I've ever found myself ride or dying with. And it's because of Edward Elric. It's not because of Scar. It's not because of Father, the Seven Deadly Sins. It's not because of these side characters, which don't mind me, are incredible and immaculate. This kid is it. He's Himothy. Edward Himothy, he is unbelievable, immaculate, and I would feel dumbfounded if I literally did this tier ranking and I didn't have him at least as a set standard of what I look for. That says something. Kidito and Edward Elric? Bruh, come on. Y'all can't sit here and tell me anything that isn't right. You cannot sit here and tell me both those characters aren't the top of the top. Those are husbandos. Look at what Kirito does for Asuna. <laughs> Let's continue, because I still have some hot takery to move on to. Why don't we move forward to Gojo-kun, the one that everybody is so infatuated with, and not the one from my dress-up darling who falls in love with Marin. I'm talking about the pimp daddy himself, Gojo from JJK. Jujutsu Kaisen, which, by the way, everybody who's been up to date with Jujutsu Kaisen, we got to pour one out real quick. I need some time. I need some time. I'm fully caught up on JJK. I need some time. We're not going to talk too much about the story right now. I'm not going to spoil anything if you haven't even gotten up to this part in JJK. But Jujutsu Kaisen, whoo, I was not expecting the second season to be this good. I'm just going to come out and say it. I did not expect it to be this crazy. Gojo-kun? <laughs> He's eight here. I, hold on. Hold on. Gojo-kun, if we're going off of looks, right? He's a daddy. He's literally zaddylicious. He will, his eyes alone will melt your entire soul. He will bring you back five generations of lifetimes and remember your past, 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 past life lover. And it was probably him and you didn't even know him yet. I understand from a physical appeal, from the way he carries himself, everything about him within the story, his immaculate just cockiness that comes off as cocky, uh, like confident. And the first time we see him get into that fight in a sense, um, it's just so immaculate to see how he carries himself and how he's so nonchalant. The only thing that I can actively say about him is that as a character, right, and as a husbando, he's not S tier because I'll truly say this when I mean this, is he 100% down for you? Really think about that. His character and everything he has done has proven time and time again, oh, he's powerful, arguably the most powerful, but can that get to your head in a sense? Can it also take away from yourself of personality? And also, I really mean this, do you stay the same as time progresses? 
Let's look at anybody who ever wins the lotto. Do you know it's called the lotto curse? And it's not a good thing for somebody who has no money to come into a lot of money. It changes you. You ever thought about people who's your favorite artist, rapper, musician, actor, actress, etc.? As soon as they come into fame and they become some of the biggest of all time, are they still the same? Yo, welcome to the Twitch family. Thank you so much. Everybody on TikTok, come to the Twitch family. It's much better. You can see me sweating so much better in the high definition 1080p. What is the qualities that you look for as somebody that's a husbando? I still, I know this sounds crazy. And again, I don't read any of the literature when I know the story is still progressing on a visual animation style setting in a side. I don't know about him still. There's still something about him I'm questioning. Call me crazy. Call me loopy. I just don't know yet. I don't know. The person I can refer him to the most is Kakashi. And we know a lot about Kakashi. We've learned about Kakashi. Kakashi is arguably probably one of the greatest senseis of all time. And I'll even put it here comfortably and say Kakashi is also an A-class hero. He's an A-tier. He's amazing. Kakashi is one of the top 10 anime senpais of all time. And my literally content creation name is Anime Senpai. So I feel like I know some senpais when I see them. Kakashi and Gojo-kun are very similar. Like I'm saying extremely similar and we really don't even realize i truly believe gojo kun takes a lot of his inspiration off of kakashi really think about that do we know off kakashi's backstory we sure do if we've watched naruto do we know what he's went through do we know the backstory to his self his village his family there was still something about him right don't get me wrong as a mentor as somebody who was responsible for others with naruto and sasuke we saw a lot of it right but there still was something there, wasn't it? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the one that's overthinking it. Maybe I just read into something differently than most people. But I truly believe Sasuke, as well as Gojo-kun, they're A-tier heroes. I don't know if I can trust them 100%. Edward Elric? Kirito? No doubt. Kirito could walk up to me and be like, hey, bro, something happened. Like, Say less, where are we going? Edward, same thing. I just... Maybe it's just me, right? I know these lists can be biased. I know, especially with everybody's personality, tastes, and attributes of criticism and criteria of attributes of what I look for in a character, the diversity, the story setting, the depiction of how they grow, their development, etc. I'm sorry to say they're both A tier for me, respectably. I would not be mad if you have them God tier. I would respect it even more. But those are both A tier, okay? <laughs> Let's continue to now one of my favorite, and I mean hands down favorite older early 2000s shows. We're going to go to Samurai Shampoo. Samurai Shampoo. Uh, uh, Samurai Shampoo. Let's start with two characters. We have Jin and Mugen. I'm going to start with Jin. Now, Jin from Samurai Shampoo is God tier. Let me tell you why. And I'll back to back it with Mugen, B tier. We're getting hot already, aren't we? I know. Good Lord and fire. Jesus Christ, I need a cracker. I'm telling you right now. Jin from Samurai Shamplo and Mugen are completely different entities. Both have their validity. One's a badass samurai pirate. The other one, the most distinguished of his craft. Literally coming from the most pristine samurai school in the world and is literally hunted by everyone because they think he killed the master. Did he though? Did he? Mugen is all about one person, Mugen. 
His pride, his ego, is at an all-time high. He is honestly one of those people that's the bad boy that I know any girl would fall in love with. Even Fu, I'm surprised she didn't fall head over heels for him. I just knew real quick that the trio, I never really related with Mugen. I felt for him, trust me, especially when you see his backstory, everything he went through, the pirates, the, the suffering he had to do, and just the, the, you know, the gallivanting and everything. I love Jin because this is why. If you've seen Samurai Champlo, there is one episode that was specifically made just for Jin that stood out so much. I literally was captivated by it. I rewatched it twice before I moved forward with the, uh, the whole attribute of the show. Jin in one episode, and it's towards the beginning, runs into a geisha. And if you don't know what geishas are, I highly recommend you look into it and research it. You'll know what they are really quickly. And when he runs into her, something sparks within him. And he's not one of those guys that is a tough man. He's not one of those guys that is like all about him, F for everybody else. He's completely opposite from Mugen, right? But something inside of him knew he had to do more. Something inside of him knew he had to step up to help this girl. And honestly, he kind of did simp over her, if we're being honest. He did kind of fall a little love struck. But there wasn't anything wrong with it because he just wanted the simplicity of helping her be free. And he did. That entire episode was him basically putting himself in a position he never had to, to help somebody else. Sure, you could say that it was, again, a little simpy. But was it bad? I don't think so. I think some of the best qualities that shine over a character is showing if you can put others above yourself, especially an absolute stranger, and not expect anything in return. Do you know how high of a quality that is for a character? Like, really think about that. How many characters come to mind instantly for you when I name somebody that is somebody that literally puts themselves under others? Can you name some? I mean, I left Deku off this list because we'll do him next time, but does Deku really deserve the hate he gets as a crybaby? I'm sure that it's a little overplayed on the anime side compared to the manga, but is he really all about him? It's a good question. So I will say, Jin is an S-tier character. I am utterly in love with his depiction. I love his savantness, the class he carries himself with, the fact he wears glasses. Reading glasses, bro, stop playing. Such a cool character, loved his design, love his back and forth with Mugen and how Mugen finds a way to get under his skin at the same time. Mugen is the opposite counterpart to him, but the reason why Mugen is down on the B tier, which is better, you know, he's still a good character, he's just too about himself. He really is. There was multiple scenes in that show where he ditches everybody to go get a little tail. He ditches everybody to maybe go better himself. He'll go sit down and eat before anybody else and leave him with the tab. I'm not saying he's not a bad guy. I'm not trying to say he's a good guy. I'm just simply saying as a tier ranking of husbandos and people I actively look for as retrospective of somebody of quality, I don't know, man. I really don't know if I can take that attribute and say that perfectly. I don't know if I can represent that and think about it accordingly in the way it should be. So, I mean, think about it, right? With characters again, and most of the characters we are all involved with, and the characters that we fall in love with, are these specific characters doing something different? Are they standing out in a tier setting of their own way, and are they doing something that could define a lineage of other characters to follow? Or let's just use a realistic standpoint, actual creators, writers, developers, animators, producers, can they take inspiration from these characters and do something great with them? Yes. That's the definitive notion of a God-tier character. You want to know another one? I will give you one right now. You want to know who it is? Kamina. Kamina from Gurin Lagan is a God-tier character. 
Kamina is literally only in Gurren Lagan for what? Seven episodes? Six? Kamina is barely in the show and is remembered for the entirety of the show. The entirety of the show. Literally, if it wasn't for him, the story would have never progressed. Simone the Digger would have collapsed. He would have never escaped the beginning. He would have never been able to have amatted or adapted the fighting spirit and to move forward. Literally, Kamina was his soul. Kamina was the spirit he couldn't develop on his own. Do you know how powerful that is to find somebody like that? A true mentor in your life? The husbandos of all husbandos? The guy that you would wish to have children with? Kamina. I don't even have to have a second thought about it. You can sit here and tell me right now, do I truly believe Kamina made a detrimental impact on the story and would it have been different without him? Thousand percent. No question in my mind. There is literally no deficit of remorse, no inkling of second thought. Kamina is Gurren Lagan. And I still have issues with Simon. I literally dis- am disgusted at the end of the show that he goes Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, Luke, I am too powerful, Luke. I must go and remorse myself in exile because I'm just too powerful. I am too strong to live amongst the mortals. Really? Are you kidding me? Can we really have a serious conversation here? Kamina is Gurren Lagan. Fight me on this take. Change my mind. I'm sitting down with coffee at the table. Go. Kamina is the type of character I've always looked for. And I don't even like Gorn Lagan. Not saying it's a bad show. Trust me. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying for personal attributes, I dislike the whole upgrade, upgrade, mech upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. You can, you can fight a freaking god in the stars and Shadugan freaking galaxies. It's not my type. But Kamina, that's my type. Do you want another one? This list is full of God-tier characters, by the way. How about we do one more for you, since we're all here together? Thors! Thors from Vinland Saga is the only Viking in the entire world who decides to never use his sword again. What? Are we watching the same shows? Thors from Vinland Saga single-handedly took on a pirate Viking force led by Ashkelad. One of the most renowned and feared pirate Vikings in all the land. Ashkelad himself, when fighting Thor, Thors, literally looks at him and says, Dog, can you lead us? You're a freaking man. It's unbelievable to me that they are the same character. Thors and Kamina set the tone for the entire show. We're in the second season of Farmland Saga, which all of you back up on Farmland. Leave it alone. I love Farmland. I can arguably tell you right now, Farmland Saga is almost better than the first season of Vinland Saga. We'll save that conversation for another time. Thor's is still a pivotal part of the story 40 episodes later. Thorfinn finally understood what his father was chasing. It's not Valhalla. It's not to live in the stars with gods fighting forever. It's about finding inner peace and realizing you never have to kill anybody anymore. Do you know how powerful that is in a world where everybody just fights to kill one another? Dog, like, y'all got me tripping. If you look at this list and you tell me, Kitito, Edward, we can, we can have a conversation about Jin. That's fine. But I'll just definitively say, Kitito, Edward... Kamina and Thors aren't S-tier characters?
got here, you're tripping. Jin, I'm a little biased on. I can understandably say that. I just love him as a character. That's effing crazy to me. Effing crazy if people can say that. Unbelievable. So let's continue now with a couple more interesting characters that I think we can have a really good conversation with, okay? Let's move now to Death Note. If you're just joining, hi, welcome in. This is a live podcast recording on Twitch and TikTok. Shout out to all the Twitch family. I love you guys. Thank you so much. We are breaking down some of the greatest 2D men of all time, rating them on a scale of husbando greatness from God tier all the way down to end yourself, which means basically uh, stop being a character. <laughs> Let's move over now. To arguably one of the top 10 animes of all time, Death Note. In Death Note, there are two pivotal characters that easily, or easily and feasibly, easily feasibly, are probably some of the most iconic characters of intellect it's next to somebody like from Dr. Stone, Senku-chan. When I talk to you about L and Light Yakami, Kida, the man who obtained the power of a god with the Death Note, against arguably the smartest man of our entire time. He's literally modern-day Einstein, L. This combatry and their character, uh, character attributes and who they are, this is a fun conversation to have. Now, I'm going to easily put L, Light Yagami, as A tier. Light Yagami, and keep in mind again, this isn't a just character ranking. This is also a husbando ranking. Is this somebody I can ride or die with, a partner, somebody that I look up to, to marry my daughter one day or something, you know? Light Yagami is an A tier. Let me tell you why. I think Light Yagami has every attribute within a character you would yearn for, you would look for, you would want for. Somebody that is so intelligent and so witty and so ahead of himself. My guy literally makes eating a bag of potato chips a effing scene in a show. He's literally up in his head thinking like, oh, all right, Al. I'll do my homework with my left hand as I'm writing names with my right hand. <laughs> I'll take a chip and eat it. Dog, what? Can you imagine, like, the, the inner dialogue that Light Yagami has with himself has to be some of the most comical shit of all time. I gotta do some spoof videos here on TikTok. Like, that shit would just be comedy. But as a character, can I trust Light Yagami with my life? I cannot. Do you know why? Because he sees himself as a god. Do you know if you're somebody with a god exterior, a god complex, you are now under them. You are no longer above them or with them. You are under them. Gods don't see other gods. They see only one God. They think they are God. Unfortunately, the way he turns out, and I loved his character. I love everything about Kira, the development of how he wants to change the world from his retrospect, especially with the Death Note and everything. The only thing, though, is again, is he 100% trustable? It is not. You've seen him do some shady stuff in that show. We can all sit here and admit to ourselves, too, when Light Yagami does what he does. I mean, seriously, right? When Light Yagami does what he does, and Light Yagami does it to that one girl who's like the investigator that's trying to look into why her husband died, the part of the FBI agents on the bus and etc. Light does some of the most out-of-pocket stuff I've ever seen in my life. This man literally had checkmate on her and looks into her eyes and makes her realize it the seconds before she is gonna go. Oh my god. That is some of the most out-of-pocket stuff I've seen in my life. 
Light Yagami easily has changed my abbreviation of thought process on an anime character's divisiveness and just deep down rooted evil conspiracy side. Like, oh my god. As a character, I love him. He'd probably be S tier. But as a husbando, I think A is a safe bet. <laughs> you know, like, I can't put him any higher. I think I'd put myself in jeopardy. But in retrospect, then you already know I would put L as an S tier hero. That L from Death Note. And now this is a serious conversation. If we put them side by side, if we have a legit conversation about Kira, Light Yagami, against L, and we're talking about husbando status, the character who would be a ride or die with you, that would be your partner in crime, this man literally washes the feet of L, or excuse me, of Kira. He even knows inside that light is Kira, but since he can't feasibly prove it, he still is close to him. And he even says multiple times like, I never thought I'd have a friend in my life. He connects with Light Yagami, which is the worst thing. And what does Light Yagami do? The most out-of-pocket stuff. He sits there and lets him wash his feet, and he's like, That's right, Al. Bask in my feet sense. Enjoy my mistletoe of toe fungus and wipe my head off because I have won. <laughs> you know, like, it's so crazy. I literally, and I'll mean this in all the retrospect, between the two characters, I personally love Light Yagami better. But if you're asking me from a husbando standpoint, who is more of a ride or die or a god-tier character in development and design and creation and uniqueness and story development? L. L is above Light Yagami. Do you know why I say that? Talk to anybody who watches Death Note. What does everybody always say? What do they all say? I'm going full screen here on Twitch right now for this one because this is important. Do you know what they say? The story falls off after L. Everybody says that. I've still defended and said that I personally think the story progresses even more in a better attribute because you finally see Kira have free range and he gets way too comfortable with Misa Misa and the other homeboy that actually become his demise. And then utterly seeing him collapse when he gets caught by Nero is a very important part of the whole series, to my, in my opinion. It's the, it's the descent after the climax. Him and L was the climax. And then it's the descent, you know, the resolution. But L himself as a character... That is a husbando. L's humor, when he's locked up and he has the cuffs with Misa Misa and Light Yagami, is some of the funniest stuff I've seen. The simple humor that Light has with L and how L has these witty back and forth. The entire time, L never wanted Light to be Kira, even though he knew it. The entire time, what did Kira want to do? And L. I'm just saying, man. You want to talk about husbandos? You want to talk about characters and the ability they have within their storyline or as a husbando? You are tripping if you don't have L above light. I'm being honest with you, and that's coming from somebody who likes light better. You want to talk about being biased? Am I? It's the best takes in anime right here, baby. That's why it's called anime senpai. <laughs> Okay, let's continue. Let's do some more because we have so many in here. Let's move over to a character that let's do two of them here. Let's go to Fruits Basket. We have to do Fruits Basket because there are two main characters in this. So many people are hot on. We're going to go with Kyo. We have to go with Kyo. And also, we already know the other man. We have to go with Kyo and we have to go with Yuki. Now, within these two characters, if you've never seen Fruits Basket, I'm going to say this right now. Fruits Basket 
is the greatest slice of life I've ever seen. Three seasons of utter peakness. That is twice now anime has never disappointed. Coming from Full Metal Alchemist into Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and Fruits Basket into the remake of Fruits Basket. Fruits Basket within three seasons, the character development of every single, uh, single Soma family member with also Honda-san and her beautiful heart. Dude, Honda-san is literally on the level of Tanjiro of a pure heart. They are unbelievable to me. And the craziest thing about this is between Kyo and also Yuki, I always had a bias between both of them. And also at the same time, it played a lot into the story development of where I rank them. So now hear me out. This is going to be a kind of upsetting. Yuki Soma is the first common character I have on this tier setting for a husbando. Would you like to know why? For myself, this might be a hot take. I don't respect characters who have an abundantly hard time letting go of something or having somebody hold something over them when they easily could have defeated it, but they wait till the last bleeping second to do it for story progressional side. It annoys me. It literally annoys me. Yuki is beloved. He is seen as the king of his high school. He has a fangirl club worshiping him, literally chasing him anywhere he goes. And guess what he does? I understand if you've never seen Fruits Basket, the opposite sex, you cannot touch them because the Somas have a kind of like a curse on them where the, uh, you know, like the Zodiac signs, he is the mouse. And so if he comes in contact with the opposite sex, he turns into a mouse for a little bit. So he keeps his distance, right? The same thing happens with Kyo. Kyo is also in this and I'm going to rate him next. He's the cat Zodiac. The thing that's crazy though, is that, or Celestial, whatever it is, is that with Yuki, I had such a hard time feeling for him because sure, he was the chosen one. I know uh, Akira had a asphyxiation with him over everybody else. I get it. I understand it. The issue I had though, I really have a hard time with that victim mentality when you really let it subtly build up to your persona and you act like almost fake nice to people because you're trying to do the things that weren't done for you, right? I understand it. I see it. I get it. But as a husbando tier ranking, what's up? Welcome in. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the follow on the Twitch side. The thing that kind of upsets me, though, is that with Yuki, he never transcends in an attribute of like a husbando setting. If you're going off of pure aesthetics and how he carries himself and he's like, oh, Honda-san, thank you. I'm glad you came here and made us dinner. He's just so monotone. He just seems like he's just he's trying to be something he's not. And then it's not until the end of the show, he finally gets out of his shell and is able to open up to somebody and find somebody that he's able to connect with, right? Between the both of them, and I know a lot of people were doing this as well, with Honda-san, she's the main MC of this, uh, this show. She's the female protagonist. These two characters, everybody had like that Twilight vibe too, right? Like Team Jacob, Team Edward, Team Yuki, Team Kyo. I was always Team Kyo, and I'll even tell you now, Kyo is an amazing character. Kyo is absolutely a tier. This character has the attribute of like that anger and aggression and that always wanting to one up the other one because he was always let go, let down. He was never accepted. And the craziest thing about Kyo is when you realize his bracelet and everything that happens to him as a character, he literally had the worst curse put on him and everybody hated him for it. They blamed Kyo because they thought to themselves he was the issue of why everything was happening. Everybody hated Kyo. 
everybody in the family. They made him an outcast. They, they kicked him out of their family meetings. They never invited him. Even when it goes back to the Zodiac story and you learn from Hanasan's perspective what exactly happened and why they all developed the way they did, you heard, you like, I hurt for him. I know it's pixelated characters. It's all made up, but animation, like, what's real? What's fake? You know, are we real? That's a whole conversation, but I, I melded with this kid. I know how it feels to have the world hate you for something you didn't ask for. I mean... And the best part about him is he still finds a way to overcome himself. And Kyo even shows it multiple times with Honda-san and Fruits Basket where he oversteps himself to be a better man, to step up when he needs to. And Honda falls utterly in love with him. I know it's a little bit of a spoiler, but there's a reason she picks him. That's all I'm going to say. The story develops so immaculately. The story between every different Zodiac, which by the way, the horse Zodiac, Nay, <laughs> that's a beautiful character. She's gorgeous. Not the horse, but her actual human form. Uh, I think easily, Yuki, he's a common character to me. He's just one of those over-redundant characters I see in a lot of Slice of Life's. The beautiful guy with zero personality, but he's hurt, he's lost, he's trapped in his own self. Okay, open the door, dude. Let's go. You got Honda-san here. Let it out. And I also had a little bit of a gripe against him because he hated on Kyo so much. Love those characters. Again, I will articulate this the best way I can. If you have been privileged enough to watch Fruits Basket, you know what I'm talking about. Show is immaculate. Absolutely immaculate. Okay, let's do a few more before we get out of here. And as always, if we don't finish some of these characters, I will hold on to them and use them on the next edition because I have so many things that we can do and have fun with this show. That's why doing this podcast is so immaculate with all of you guys. I thank you for being here is it's ever growing, it's ever expanding, and the best part about it is we're having fun. And my opinion is not better than yours, it's just I'm better at it. <laughs> I can articulate myself better, that's all it is. Okay, let's move over to now to one of everybody's favorite character, Lelouch of Britannia, the man himself, the Prince of Britannia, also named Nero? Zero to hero? The man who's the masked Zoro who saves the world from utter like utter deception and kind of recluseness and etc. etc. He's A. A tier. I can't put him as an S-tier husbando, and here's why. The sister thing's a little much. Just a little much, okay? I know the sister is the closest thing he had, right? The sister is his life. She is basically the thing that is utterly connected to him, his kryptonite, you could almost say as well. The thing about him, though, is he is extremely smart. He reminds me a lot of Light Yagami. His Gios has the powers almost of a Light Yagami, but a different attribute. Both animes, Death Note and also Code Gios, came out about the same time, I think a year apart. The thing is, though, with Lelouch of Britannia, I don't know if I can have him on that S-tier ranking of a husbando because simply put, he has some issues. He has a little bit of residuals with his sister, his family issues, daddy issues, his family. And when he falls in love with the green-haired goddess herself, oh my god, Zero. <sighs> I usually have pink hair supremacy, by the way. That girl is beautiful. And when she reverts to her old uh, slave form when she was locked up, Oh my lord. Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you this. No disrespect to Lelouch. Lelouch as a character himself is absolutely something I would say is like 
actively, I think I could put him as something close to an S tier character. And again, we're going to have lists where I'm going to have every single character, men and women, and I'm going to do the best characters of all time. This is just Husbando, right? Somebody I could see as a partner, marry, move forward with. I don't think Lelouch is a S tier character. He's not God tier on that level. If you want to talk about the immaculateness Light has, or excuse me, Lelouch has of progression of story, his articulation skills, how he goes against his own father, becomes the mortal enemy of the entire world to bring everybody together, almost like Aaron Yeager, but that's for another time. I will say this man has done some shady stuff and we kind of overlook it. I can't let him go entirely. He was born of royalty. He has that schmuck about him still a little bit. I still love him though. And I still respect the crap out of Lelouch. I just don't have him as a husbando top tier. I don't. I would still have Jin over him. I would have easily Kirito, Edward, Kamina, Thor's L, all of them above Lelouch. From a husbando setting, remember, we will do a tier rating of characters coming up soon. But husbando status? Nay. <laughs> okay, let's move forward now. I want to move to a character a lot of people know. Griffith from Berserk, S tier, absolutely immaculate. Everything he did was justified. Guts was in the wrong the entire time. Everything Griffith sees in his life is his. He deserves everything and anyone he could play with. The world is his play toy. Griffith is a man amongst men, a god amongst mortals, and he sees the world for what it is. Griffith is daddy. I would ride or die. I would let him take my girl from me. I'm not that convincing. He's N yourself. <laughs> I can't back that up. There's no way I can back that up. Griffith from Berserk. If you have had the privilege and also, I'm sorry that you've had to read Berserk. When you get to volume 16 and see where the story goes, this is a real statement. And I really mean this when I say this. So listen to me closely. Berserk is arguably one of the greatest light novels ever written. Remember that. Okay? Remember that. It is immaculate to me that this show itself still does not get the cadence it deserves because of bad CGI, bad timing when it was released. Somebody needs to step in right now. I don't know who, but cancel a couple shows, remake Berserk from the ground up. I bet you it would be riveting. It would turn into one of the best seinens of all time. And I mean that when I say that. Griffith, if y'all know what Griffith does... I'm sorry, but if you have him anywhere above an end yourself, which is basically like this character is just the root, the soot, he's on a Shao Tucker. There's a reason why both of them are on the bottom of this list. If you know what Griffith does to Guts, that is some outlandish, out-of-pocket, demonstrous, demonistic, that is literally demon time. I know it sounds clever and fun to say on social media or to your boys. You're like, ha demon time, dude. Let's go get it. Oh, for real, for real, no cap. This is literal demon time. Y'all aren't even on demon time. This man created demon time. Griffith utterly, I was shocked. Like when I found out what happened and caught up to what was happening and read and saw what happened, I had to stop for a few days. That's really tough for me. Like, do you guys remember when you're younger and you watched a scary movie and it scared the literal heebie-jeezies out of you? You had to turn lights on to walk around the house. You had to take a bathroom to use the restroom with your lights on, sitting there shivering, looking left and right. You had to sleep with lights on. You couldn't even stop your imagination from running because you were so scared shitless, right? Griffith is that level. Griffith is unbelievable. 
I really mean this when I say this. If you're somebody who has ever thought about reading something on an adult reading level, go read Berserk. You'll thank me later. And I'm also sorry that I put you on it, okay? I really am sad it's not a top 10 manga sailing franchise of all time. It is so effing good. And I know it's dark. It's hard. A lot of people want to have fun, feel good, but life isn't about feeling good. Life isn't always about that. You got to have emotional control and stability. Oh, Lord. Let's move on to something more lighthearted and fun and has a heart full of gold. Tanjiro from Kamitsu no Yaiba. Tanjiro. I would be stupid if I didn't put him in S tier. How can you not respect a character who literally loses everything because he turned himself into the man of the family? And then in doing so, his last remaining family member is a demon. Won't even kill her. His mission now is to save her and not even focus solely on revenge. Even though it's a big prevalent part of his life, Tanjiro literally is crying when he has to get rid of these demons. Dog... We can say what we want. I talk fun of Demon Slayer all the time. It's just who I am. I have fun with it. I mean no hate. I love all anime. Love it. Watch it your way. I joke when I say, Kamitsu no Yaiba, because it's like the more modern day, go, you know, Dragon Ball Z. Everybody, when COVID hit, was jumping on Demon Slayer. It's like, the animation. The animation style is so immaculate. It's like, okay, cool, but what else, right? Tanjiro, though, he is a guiding light and a force in this show. Tanjiro himself, when you go into his <clears throat> soul, into his heart and see the world that is inside of him from that Mugen Train part. If you saw the movie or watched the beginning of season two, Tanjiro is literally heaven. Like there is not an evil bone in Tanjiro's body. I know a lot of people compare him to different characters. The two that I know that are consistently this type of level of godly loving is him and Honda Sun from Fruits Basket. They are some of the most immaculately positive characters throughout a crap world. Honda-san's literally sleeping outside in a tent, and she's the most positive person that you see in that anime. Tanjiro had his family wiped from him. Michael Jackson literally came in and was like, and took him out, and he's still going and doing his stuff. Tanjiro as a character, as a husbando, I know he's still young, but when you see like daddy Tanjiro and like see his father, how his father looked, his father's teaching, I got no doubt you give Tanjiro like 10 more years, he's going to turn into a man. Like Tanjiro is one of those people where if you have a friend like Tanjiro in your life, please mark my words when I say this, do not let them go. Okay? Do everything you can to keep somebody like them around you because that light is infectious. That light is intoxicating. That light will change your life. I aspire to be like Tanjiro. Really. I mean, not to have my family wiped or my sister, you know, any of that stuff. But I aspire to be somebody like him who sees the best in every attribute and literally feels bad for my worst enemies. Tanjiro is S-tier. He's a husbando, man. I know he's still young. He'd be like best boy, but I put him on this list just because of character development and everything, especially the progression of himself within the storyline. Wow. Oh my God. Okay. Now, here's a fun one. I want to go to Ken Kaneki from Tokyo Disaster. I'm sorry, Tokyo Ghoul. He's a B-tier character, and I'll tell you why. Within Ken Kaneki and Tokyo Ghoul, I'm still on the forefront leading the train and brigade and pulling down the freaking like her, her, trying to push it forward. Tokyo Ghoul needs a remake real quick, real fast. We need to ride this hype of anime. We need to keep this cadence going. Mappa, I don't care who, jump on this now. Give Tokyo Ghoul a remake, please. Ken Kaneki, 
I'm almost angrily at his character. He was so easily manipulative. He was so easily deceptive. He was so easily pushed around and used and abused. It was not until he fully ascended into a ghoul in the end of season one where he accepted himself and snapped into reality that he finally understood the story of what he was doing and who he was becoming. And then the entirety switch of season two and three, like I could sit here all night and bash on that terrible job they did from one, two to three. But as a character... He is nowhere near a top-tier character of Husbando level. He is one of those characters where homie needs to be protective because he was so gullible. He was so easygoing. He was so just weak. I almost had a hard time watching him. I know there's a lot of people who have Ken Kaneki as one of their favorite anime characters of all time. I can see why, especially the progression when he fully accepts himself, sees how corrupt and evil the world, and accepts the reality of what he's in, and finally turns into the ghoul he always needed to be. Eye patch, white hair, I love it, right? The issue, though, again, is I have to look at the whole character. Is Ken Kaneki somebody that I could admire, look up to, respect, count on? Not at all. Yo, what's up, Ariana? Welcome in, Arian. Welcome to the family. Come on in, everybody on TikTok. Join the Twitch family. It's beautiful over here. Make yourself at home. This is a serious conversation, right? I'm going to go full screen on Twitch for this one because we really got to talk about this. Ken Kaneki is the perfect depiction of what a lot of youth are going through in this life right now. We are so easily susceptible. We are so self-conscious. We are so go with the wind, move each way, and easily taken advantage of because finally somebody gives us the time of day. A pretty girl finally smiles at you. A good-looking dude finally waves your way. You fold like a wet paper towel like Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. And I have Jon Snow as one of my most hated characters because that guy flopped at the end. Oh, I'd put him in End Yourself if I could if he was on here. I'll probably add him to the next one for fun. The thing, though, is that Ken Kaneki... Until you get to like white suit Ken Kaneki within the light novel series and the manga side and really see his power attributes and what he develops into and how he takes over set reality with his uh, powers and newfound ability, he is really a listless character. I'm honestly stunned I stayed with a lot of Tokyo Ghoul besides the storyline itself. You know what I'm saying? Like the storyline and the intro. Oh my God. The intro to Tokyo Ghoul is probably one of the greatest intros of all time. That OP is top 10 for infinity and beyond. Just Ken Kaneki himself. I'm sorry. I could almost put him as a common character, but I'll respect him as a franchise and what I know he becomes. I'll put him as a B. He's a better character. He honestly should be C-type. I know that's a little controversial and some people really love him. But that's just being honest, man. I'm really honest with that one. And I, I can't see it any other way. Now, let's move forward and have a couple more before we get out of here. We have to talk about Levi Ackerman from Attack on Titan. Now, Levi... We love our short kings out there, don't we? We really love those short guys that can stand up above the rest, do some stuff immaculately, and not only be probably the craziest fighter we've ever seen with those freaking gears. I'm totally forgetting what they are. They're not nerve gears, but uh, I'm totally forgetting what it's called. But this guy is literally the epitome of a guard, like the, the scout. He is literally zaddy upon zaddylicious. He is a god-tier character. And I mean this with the utmost respect. I have watched... All of Attack on Titan. I am still on the forefront, pushing the boulder forward of saying how Attack on Titan ends coming up here in November will decide if it becomes the greatest anime of all time or not. But the one thing I can definitively tell all of us in here tonight is we are going to miss Attack on Titan when it's gone. It's been a 13-year adventure. I know it's tough to remember everything and hold on when it's that long of a ride. But as soon as it's over and you go back and rewatch the entire thing in one sitting, you're going to sit there with your mouth dropped and say characters like Levi, Aaron... 
Mikasa, Armin, Armin, Armout, Armin, Armout, Armin, Armout. I think they are some of the most immaculate design characters, and especially when the world has created you to be a deception of corrosion and hate. Levi, we love our short kings. I know so many people in the anime world that didn't even care about politically driven animes, because it is true, there's a lot of politics in Attack on Titan, and if you don't admit that to yourself, you're just, you're heinous for not seeing it. But it's okay. There's a purpose behind all of it, and it's a very important topic we have to discuss, especially the ending of Attack on Titan. That's a very powerful conversation. Was he right? No. Did he have any choice? Absolutely not. Would you have done the same? You're tripping if you tell me not. The thing, though, is with Levi, his ambition, his drive, his demeanor, his strong attributes of how he carries himself, especially the way he sees his friends and family with that, like, toughness, and he'll never let it shine that he has any, oh, like, inkling of weakness, is admirable. If Levi was on my side, bro, he's a zaddylicious. I would cave for Levi. He's a short king. I'd give him seven phone books to stand up just at my eye level. Honestly. I know there's a lot of women out there that say, like, height is a very important thing. I would collapse for Levi. I give it all up. We love our short kings. <laughs> and I'm 6'2", you know, I'm 6'1". We love our short kings. <laughs> I'm just saying that man is immaculate, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, a couple quick ones now. We're going to go with Ginkgo from Mushishi. Now, a lot of people in here, I recently put a lot of you on Mushishi because it is one of the most iconic, episodic, older shows that needs to be watched because you will found a new, uh, you will have a newfound respect for the type of world that is not seen to us. Because I don't know if you guys know this, um, we can only see so much. Do you guys know that like the light reflection from our eyes can only see a certain amount in the day? Like we can only see so much what light reflects off of. It's crazy. We can only hear so much. That's why cats are literally downstairs just looking in the corner of the room like a portal is opening up and a guy clocks is climbing out of it and the cat's like, bing, kills it and shuts it down. It's like, meow. Cat literally looks at you like, I saved your life. And you're like, good kitty, here's the treat. I don't know what you're looking at, but here's the good kitty. <laughs> like, who knows, right? I will say, the story of Mushishi, Ginkgo himself, this is going to be interesting. I have him as a B-tier character. And I'm a ride or die for this show. The reason why he's a better character is because he is not the purpose of the story. Ginkgo is not the main character. And really listen to me when I say this. Mushishi, the main character is the Mushi. The main character is every single person he helps by helping them realize all of these ailments, the sicknesses, things that they're suffering from is from the Mushi, the things we can't see. It's not because of bacteria, which again is something we can't see. That's a fun conversation. The story itself is all around him. He is just moving through it and you're living the story through him. He is one of the most fun characters to watch because he's simple, monotone as a sense, has ulterior motives when he helps people because he collects the things he needs from them. But he's not that great, but trust me, he's not bad at all. The, just, the driving force of Mushishi is the Mushi is the story, is the secondaries, is the people he helps in every single episodic episode. I love him, don't get me wrong, but as a tier setting of Husbando and stuff like that, I never saw enough to put him anywhere near an A tier. I never saw enough to put him anywhere to like an S tier, a God tier. He's great. He's amazing. He went through some pretty raunchy stuff, but he's just a cool character, you know? I don't watch Mushishi for him. I watch it for the show. It's like anybody in here who tells me this otherwise, Let's be real. We don't watch My Dress Up Darling for the plotline, 
okay? We don't watch High School DxD for the plot line, okay? We don't watch Prison School for the plot line. We absolutely watch Boku no Pico for the plot line, but we don't watch Mushishi for the plot line, okay? <laughs> I mean, we watch it for the plot line. We don't watch it for him. <laughs> okay, couple more on here. I'm pretty sure we might be able to get through all of these. Let's go with Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop, a rootin' tootin' cowboy floating in space just collecting bounties on people's heads. Now, this might surprise you and yourself. Spike Spiegel is honestly the worst character in Cowboy Bebop. I have no idea why anybody, Faye, is even infatuated with him. He's a waste of space. He's the reason why the Netflix live adaptation flopped because his character is even hard to portray in a real attribute. I'm just kidding. Calm down. He is... <laughs> Spike Spiegel, I'll be real with you. I really dug my boy. I'll give him an A tier. I'll literally give Spike Spiegel an A tier. I think he's great. I love his immaculate ability. I love the fact he's a Bruce Lee of like modern space cowboys and the way he fights carries himself, his redundantness. Like if we're talking about just his Rizza factor and how Spike Spiegel is easily like one of the most Rizzle bears in the show, that's S tier. Like for sure, for sure. But as an overall character and somebody I would call a husbando, you're not wrong to have him either ways, S or A. I personally would just keep him as an A tier. Just again, because like his secretive backstory, he's an agent kind of low key going against this guy that he never explains to you. I don't like when people keep secrets. Maybe it's just me. I'm an open book. Y'all see me. You hear me. I say all the things I think. I, I do all the things I want. I don't like somebody that has that like secretive inside. You know, like it's like if you do something that you can't tell other people, maybe you shouldn't do it. You really know what I'm saying? Like anybody who has like a vice in their life, Let's say you're an addict to like corn or something like that. Uh, don't do something if you're not comfortable talking about it. I really want you guys to remember that because that's a very important way to live your life. And I also retrospect carry that with these characters. That's why if you look at everybody on my God tier, you can't argue them. The only one I will let you argue is Jin. Jin we can put on A tier if anything, right? That's just my bias putting them as S tier. But every single character here on S tier, God tier, y'all tripping, tripping. Okay, last two, last two. We have to go with Ryuji from Toradora. Now, this one might get hot. Ryuji is S-tier. Ryuji is absolutely S-tier. Ryuji from Toradora. And I'm going to go full screen on Twitch for this one. <clears throat> Ryuji from Toradora is easily, feasibly, easily, easily and feasibly, easily, the most important character in all of Toradora. If you are looking for one of the best rom-coms of our time, do not look further than stuff like Maid-sama and Toradora. These shows, especially Ryuji, the dragon that everybody's so fearful of, and is honestly, he is the main character of this story. It starts with him and ends with him. He is honestly what you would look for in a partner, a friend, a ride or die, this kid will literally put his own anger, aggression, frustrations, anything to the side to help you. Do you know how much of a bro this guy is? He literally was willing to put his love interest, everything aside for this girl who was nothing but a pain in his ass. And he still puts up with her. Can y'all really tell me, and I really mean this, this is a serious conversation here. How many of you will sincerely put up with a pain in your ass because you just want to help them and maybe there's something you can help each other with, like maybe mutual friends or stuff, right? There's only a certain level. Yo, what's up, femboy? Welcome in, Jasper. I appreciate you for joining the Twitch family. Everybody on TikTok, come join the Twitch site. It's much better, I promise. How realistic is this conversation, right? 
Like, how much? Oh, I appreciate you, dude, Femboy. Thank you so much for the Prime sub. I thank you so much. Welcome to the family. I put a crown on your head. You sit at my round table. Welcome to the family, man. Make yourself at home. I honestly mean this. Ryuji from Toradora. I know we all love the Palm Top Tiger. I know we love her, right? She's amazing. She's a little robust, little mini energy bundle. But the thing is, she is not the best girl of that even entire show. Let's really have that conversation. I really want to say this, and I mean this. She is nowhere near the best character in Toradora. Really think about that. It's hands down Ryuji. He is the most iconic character. And to say that the Palm Top Tiger is not even the best girl in that show when she's supposed to be the focal point of all of it. Dude, her best scene is when she does the winter time. And she wants to be good girl for Santa. Get out of here. <laughs> I love Ryuji. I honestly, I just love Ryuji. He's such a good character. Oh, okay. Last one because I'm biased. We're going to do Lawrence from Spice and Wolf. Absolutely love him as a character. Great depiction of a character. I love his portrayal with him in Holo. The Spice and Wolf world, he's A tier. Absolutely A tier. I can even be unbiased in saying this because I'm somebody who has Spice and Wolf as one of my all-time favorite animes. It's literally the first anime tattoo I got next to Zero Two and now um, the one with Violet Evergarden. Lawrence is a character we should all admire and aspire to be. A guy who has a dream so big, he is willing to help others along the way, even unbiasedly thinking it'll help himself, but goes abundantly and falls in love with somebody who just simply wanted to go home. He had no requirement. He had no responsibility. Lauren ha Lawrence had no obligation to Holo. But guess what part sparked his interest? Something different. Somebody witty. Somebody new. And even when they first started their friendship, he even tells her like the hard truth. He's like, you're gonna have to pay your way. Nothing's free here, baby. Like this say, this is cash, grass, or ass. Which one you popping out? <laughs> you know, like Papa Dirty for the boys. He really says it, you know? And so I love him as a character because he's somebody to admire. He's like a senpai. I feel like if I became a merchant, Lawrence would take me under his wing. He would show me the ways and he would do it if he knew it would be a mutual benefit, which if you're a good businessman or woman, you know when you find a good business partnership, it's equally beneficial. Lawrence, he that guy. Ugh. So I think, honestly, for the first uh, 2D Husbando tier ranking, I think this one wasn't as crazy as my first one. Because I know I had a lot of people on my first one. If you guys missed it, by the way, it's live on all podcasting platforms. You can go listen to it, as well as I'm going to upload the video onto YouTube. I had some controversial takes on both, I feel. But honestly, I think the, uh, the waifus is a little bit more because my guys out there, I know we ride or die with our waifus. I just know as bros, we respect bros. And so I think this is probably the most accurate tier ranking list any of you will ever see on social media. This is it. This is the Himothies of Himothies. I'm gonna go watch party mode for everybody on Twitch again. This right here is the Himothies of Himothies. This is the Himothies of Himothies. These are him. All of those men. Absolutely love them. I think without a doubt, if you found anybody in your life, again, these are all my S-tiers, God-tier characters. Kirito from SAO, Edward from Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, Kamina from Gorn Lagan, Thors from Vinland Saga, L from Death Note, Levi from AOT, Tanjiro from freaking Demon Slayer, Jin from Samurai Champlo, and Ryuji from Toradora. Those are men amongst men right there. And honestly, if y'all had any issue with that list, oh, simply just because you don't like good characters. <laughs> 
I love you guys, and I'm so thankful that any of you make a moment of your time for me, and if you've stumbled across me on Twitch or on TikTok, if you love my videos, know that this is one of the most personable experiences I can give you to show you guys I'm authentic. I really am that guy. I love anime. I ride or die with it. I watch it nonstop. I live it. I breathe it. And I love to talk about it. And so I was given the passion of talking, of articulation, of entertainment. I work in entertainment. I'm able to use it every single day. Why wouldn't I give it to all of you? Why wouldn't I show you my love? Thank you so much for the follow. Welcome in, TK. Welcome to the Twitch family. Why wouldn't I give you guys more? I'm so thankful that any of you guys were here. Anybody on the Twitch and TikTok side, stay around. I'm just going to close this out for the podcast, so don't leave just yet. I love you guys so much. I'm so thankful. Look forward to more of these tier rankings. Look forward to more of the breakdown of the fall season once it's upon us. Look forward to an entire breakdown of Attack on Titan once it finally completes. And be on the lookout for new good shows coming out. I have so much we're going to talk about and I love you guys for staying a while and listening. You can follow me on any major platform. I go live every weekend on Saturdays and Sundays, live on Twitch and TikTok, recording live podcasts through Shallow Oceans Podcast and the Anime Senpai Podcast. You guys are always welcome in my household. Join the Discord. We're doing exclusive Patreon-only Discords coming up, and I'm talking about I'm going to have so much fun because we just recently broke down Odd Taxi on the Patreon side. The next three shows I have lined up with two, three different guests Y'all are in for a treat because it's about to get spicy. Let's just say Redo of Healer, Domestic Girlfriend, they're on the radar. (laughs) And it's going to get spicy. I love you guys again. Thank you for being a part of the family. Thank you for staying a while and listening and being a part of the family and the ever-growing exertion of life. We are here to stay. We are here to be. And we are going to take over together. Make sure you like and subscribe on all platforms. Smash that five-star button on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Leave me a comment and also ride or die with me to the end of time because Senpai is a god-tier waifu (laughs) and husbando at the same time. I'll see you guys next week. Anime Senpai out.